0: Hey, what's happening, friends? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation podcast. It is January 13th, 2021. A Wednesday. Been a pretty good day so far, I'll tell you. Gonna head home, get a little lunch, gotta be back in basically two hours, so I'm going a scarf down some chow take care of my kids and my dog and then I'm gonna head on back for a busy evening so I have um, I have some cool things to talk about all right uh, first I'm gonna start out with an, a notion um, I had somebody a little commentary on an exercise post. Uh, I haven't posted on exercise in a while. I've been doing some walking. Yesterday I knocked out a couple miles along my favorite road, skirting creek. Took the dog. She swam in this. <laughs> she's crazy. It's got to be, I don't know, 50, 40 degrees in the water. But she's crazy. Couldn't wait to go out there swimming. Just doesn't seem to give a shit at all. Can't wait to get in that water. So she that was the highlight of my day yesterday. Um, so I've been walking, and I've been kettlebelling, and we kind of refurbed our basement a little bit and put some uh, an elliptical in there, and we have a rowing machine, and we have kettlebells and weights and a couple of things. And so it's a nice little cozy area. So I've been doing some kettlebell stuff, a double clean and press swing clean and press. Fucking great. Right, uh that'll make you harder than a woodpecker's lip. So but the question uh or the comment that I have to make is on a friend who on Monday remarked that her friend uh, sent her a text said, Oh, why are kettlebells so expensive? She wanted a kettlebell. And my response to that is that, well, there's a there's a a desire, there's a, a need right now. People are cooped up in their houses They're afraid to go to the gyms in many cases, and so they're working out out of the home. And so they're just trying to scrounge up and uh, get their workout areas squared away. Look at these folks today. They're running down the sidewalk, getting a little PT, PT every day, live your life Lansdale way. And so good for them. Um... So everybody's squaring away their exercise at area because they're spending so much time working from home or whatever. It's a good thing. So I have friends who are spending a shit ton of money on every on Pelotons and on workout gear and trying to find it when it's scarce and um, any sort of implements we can get a hold of: treadmills, benches, bikes so that they can work out in the house. Completely reasonable. Look, if you got the money and you have the time and you want to, you're looking for something to give you to give you a little bit of uh, discipline or novelty with which to train, then what's wrong with it? Go ahead and buy yourself a Peloton. I have a neighbor who's big time into that and a, a couple patients who are big time into it seem to be uh, have struck gold in terms of their fitness. And so if it's worth two grand to them to buy this device and their um, subscription or whatever beyond that, then good for them. I do know some people who have bought, who have spent that money and have not struck exercise gold. And so I'm here to tell you that, look, if you if kettlebells or not accessible, you can't find them, a source, and you can't find a reasonable price, then why don't you go to a landscape supply place and get yourself some pieces of river rock? Or if you got a wood pile, go out to the wood pile and grab a suitably sized log. If you want, I can hook you up. I can um, make one for you, cut one to size for you, and you can go out there. I was even thinking about putting little handles in the sides and making um, a little log barbell or kettlebell or whatever so that people can um, can use that. So I've always been into innovative ways of using the environment to train. I honestly think that despite, you know, I've spent thousands of dollars on exercise equipment, kettlebells, <clears throat> barbells, all that shit, rubber bands, and a lot of it is great. And I feel like on the one hand, anything that you need to do, if you can buy something, something's affordable or even if it's not affordable, but it works for you, then, you know, your health is worth it. It's a wise investment. So I'm not here to cut people apart about their buying Pelotons and stuff. I do, coming where I am coming from, you know, um, an exercise specialist, I, I would dare say an expert in that area. Um, with all my knowledge and experience as Dr. Drill... <laughs> You don't need to spend a shit ton of money to do it. So find a landscape contractor. Go to one of these places, uh, you know, you see on the side of the road where they sell trees and shit like that. And get yourself some river rock. They sell it by the pound or or by the, you know, in quantity, however, whatever, bucket load or whatever. By the yard, probably, the cubic yard. And it can be quite affordable. Grab yourself some nice, smooth river rocks that are twice the size of your hand, and then start doing dumbbell exercises with them. Find a uh, a log, maybe you know, depending upon who you are, maybe six, eight, ten inches diameter, and maybe three foot long, and make a barbell out of it. Done. You know, and it's cool. There's a novelty to it. Now. Some folks are just squeamish about shit, and they'd rather just spend the money on a shiny kettlebell that's going to take two months to get to the house. And that's fine. Kettlebells are great tools that you're probably going to have forever. Uh, So they run about, I think, $2 a pound. So for a 40-pound kettlebell, it's $80. That does seem expensive, but when you consider that it's the only tool you really need, maybe two or three different sizes of kettlebells, Spend $100, a couple hundred dollars on the gear, and you're set up. So get those river rocks. They're awesome. I have them outside of my house, and I pick them up and use them for for exercise. I lift wood logs. Um, you can even take a big log and uh, put it on, on end so it's like in the form of a tree trunk. And you can uh, do step-ups on it. I cut one to size for my daughter to have a little pedestal to do her cheer tricks. So she'll do arabesques and um, bow and arrow and all these different um, things where you got your leg up in the air and you're posting on one leg, balancing. So I cut that to size, a little piece of ash for her. And so that's great, nice and sturdy. And as long as you take care of it and keep it inside, or keep it outside if you want, it'll last for years. So something to consider. Um, you can also go to Lowe's and get yourself some cinder blocks, right? Pick up a fucking cinder block. Or go to the masonry section. You'll find bags of play sand that are 50 pounds, and you can hoist those suckers up. Or bag, get a bag of quick I don't even know if they're 10 bucks. 15, 20 bucks. I don't know. They're cheap. And you can take that, pick it up, drop it down on the ground abuse it and when it falls apart you take the play sand you throw it into the grass <laughs> you know so these all things are cheap and, and uh exercise accommodations you could consider during a pandemic. Funds are tight and you want to get innovative. And if you really care about getting a good workout in, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how it looks or that you need, you don't have a shiny pet, a kettlebell or a brand new uh, oiled up Peloton with the frickin' pick, uh, TV screen, all that shit. Go low tech, and you'll get. If you really want to get results, you'll get them. So I got all kinds of stuff like that. Though you can get PVC pipe, and you can take pl- the play sand and put it inside the PVC pipe, and put two caps on the end, glue them, and then you got an awesome kettlebell. That, that is a that is a you can tape it around it if you're concerned, but those things will last forever. I made them out of like a uh, two inch or four inch PVC pipe. It's like a nice barbell, great, nice and smooth. You Stack it in the corner, you're good. So consider that. Next, holy friggin' moly! I saw a video yesterday. My buddy posted. He's at Wawa in Colmar, Pennsylvania, and there's a woman who. Uh, I guess this young man looks like a high school student, had his letter jacket on and everything. He's coming out of Wawa. sees her leaning up against a Jeep, and he's a Jeep guy. He uh, parked the Jason. He says, Hey, hello, fellow Jeeper. And she said, How do you know my name? And he goes, Oh, I just figured since we had Jeeps, and, you know, I just, was just saying hello. You know, it's like the Jeep wave. <laughs> and... Roar! Nice working bird of prey. Um, so she... He gets in his car, she comes over, he rolls down the window, and says, What's your what's the problem? And she says, What are you scared of COVID? She calls him Antifa and she spits in his face. Then she grabs him and tries to pull him out of the car, so he grabs her, throws her to the ground, restrains her. He finally lets her up. This is he tells somebody to get a camera. The camera's rolling while she goes and pushes another guy who's got a coffee in his hand and pushes him. Uh, drops some racial epithets, calls him Antifa, and um, the coffee's all over him. He takes her, he pushes her, launches her. He pushes her back, launches her across the friggin' parking lot. She lands on her fucking ass, and then gets rolls, um, gets on her knees, and goes, "Ah, you guys don't even know what a communist is." And she's talking about communists and Antifa and all this shit. And then she goes over and grabs somebody who's, uh, whose car, like the onlookers, people with phones out and calling the cops and stuff, she's like, she grabs their license plate and tries to rip it off and, like, bent the license plate. You know, they're screwed on in the back of your car. She takes it and tries to bend it, and she bent it into, like, a triangle. And the one guy, this is like a woman, like a soccer mom. Um, then there's a bunch of other standers by... They call the cops. The cops come. She's telling them to fuck off. She's screaming bloody murder. Absolutely crazy. People are crazy, man. Looks, it's not just the friggin' right-wingers. It's not just the conspiracy theorists. There's a lot of crazy human beings, I will admit. There's another red-tailed hawk. <laughs> God, to be a bird of prey and fly above all this shit. There's probably drama up there too. Hey, the crows are over there chasing me. There's two of them. They were chasing me and tried to take the fucking uh, raid a squirrel nest and take their babies. And I can't believe they stopped me. Probably this shit happening in the friendly, unfriendly skies as well. So that was fucking crazy, right? This video, um, it's you can't look away. It's like, what is this woman doing? And... You know, she pushed the one guy, spilled the coffee on him. She raked the guy, other guy's neck with her nails. She spit in his face, calling him Antifa. Uh, there's another, I guess, one of my Gwynedd students that was there, and she was attacked. And there was, I mean, it was just crazy. It just gives you a sense of how crazy things could possibly get. People lose their shit for no good reason. People are going to be fighting at gas pumps you know, just fucking be friendly, say hello to one another. So she, I don't know if she was on drugs or she just was all throttled up, keyed up about the current events. But you know, who isn't really? This guy, flagger force. So, um, that was interesting. Then this morning I was, uh, take care of a young man who, who is a college student and he's got brothers and sisters who are in college, older, younger, he's got one, he's got one Who, um. He's got one. That's my mother. My mother just texted me. My mother's birthday today. I texted her, I messaged her, and she comes back and says, Life's a bitch. (laughs) Hey, I don't know what to tell you. I said, Happy birthday, sincerely. That's what I mean. Sometimes, you know, (laughs) you. You're trying to... You could just be at Wawa trying to get a freaking cup of coffee. And... You know, you run across some friggin' characters there. Tell my mother happy birthday. She says, life's a bitch. So, um, you know, another, on another note, there was uh, a video that I saw the other day. It was a guy, a uh, guy, Naval spoke about him before Naval Ravikant and uh smart guy fiscally and philosophically as well he's talking about how your thoughts if you just turn your phone and your TV and your computer off and your radio down and you just you just think you just listen and you what the thoughts that come to your head and the themes that you're on like that that is who you are and so I notice all these things in the world, can't help but notice them, and I think it's healthy to talk about them. Again, I'm trying to be motivational, trying to talk sense, trying to be reasonable, but you can't help but notice some of the crazy things that are going on in the world, and you can't, to ignore them is to kind of, in some way, absorb them and just take them on the chin. Well, rather than doing that, I think I would like to discuss them and try to have some laughs at them if I can, if you don't laugh, you cry. Um, so this young man's in today and he's talking about how, uh, his sister can't wait to get out of high school because she goes to this, this, uh, this Christian school. And he says that it's, the place is crazy and that it's a hostile environment. And I had heard this before and I, it, I'm I I'm saddened to hear this because I know a lot of people that are from this particular flock and many of them are very, very good people and he confirmed that but he said there's something there where it's like it's uh, the, the students are not nice to one another and there's these rivalries and and there's this conflict I mean, I know a young girl uh, a, a woman now who was uh, once upon a time enrolled there like Maybe she was a freshman or sophomore, and she was getting horribly bullied. And she moved from this little Christian school where you think it would be better, student-teacher ratio more favorable, and, you know, more caring teachers, more sympathetic, whatever. It would be the, like the, a coddled environment, you'd think, safest possible environment for this this learner. And she was getting terribly bullied, so she she started, She started. decided to go to the, the high school, the adjacent high school, which is like a high school with thousands of kids, and you'd think that it would be a rough environment. Well, she loved it, and she thrived, and it was the right decision for her. So it's the second young person who said that, having gone to school there, that it was a hostile environment. How is that? You yeah, know, it makes me really consider... People, like, what is going on that in these environments where you would assume things are hunky dory, that there's kind of like a Harry Potter sort of plot occurring? I mean, there's conflict, there's conflict everywhere. There can be, you know, different strokes for different folks. Um, Are human beings naturally. antagonistic jealous uh, given to rivalry I don't know man I don't know but it was I find it sad but I also find these observances interesting and I enjoy talking about them with people because I feel like there are some conclusions that are come to I mean I, I would never climb on, pile on somebody's, you know, says, oh, yeah, this school is no good, or, you know, it was a, it was a rivalrous environment, and there was all these kind of, like, like, where does that come from? It brought to mind Harry Potter, and, you know, you got the different uh, tribes, right? You have the Slytherin, bad people, and then the Hufflepuffs, and then damn, I forget, I forget the, the main one that Harry wanted to be part of and uh, Dumbledore was a part of, right? Um, the, the point of the the, the, the common thread with those different tribes, correct me if I'm wrong, with Harry Potter is that, let's say in Slytherin, sure, there was, there were some bad people in Slytherin, but there were also some, fe- some people who, it was like a, um, a fraternity, right? So you wanted to be part of the, the organization that your parents had gone to. So there was like a tradition of staying within that, um, that framework, that tribe, that the families, each family had ascribed to. Why can't I remember the good one? Um, start with a G, I think. Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and whatever. Anyway, my observance would be that there are different, different people. They're not all bad. They're not all good. They're just people. And people have that kernel, I believe. You know, rather than God and Satan, I do believe that we all have the potential To do great good and to do great evil, if you want to call it that. I don't think we need to ascribe to any divine um, storyline or playbook. I think that we all have a potential for doing great good and great harm. And that we need to make decisions on a daily basis as to how to operate. How interesting is that, huh? And so that's what I got in my mind as I arrive in my driveway to scarf down a lunch and take a little nap before I head back for a busy evening. Um, We choose. We make choices every day as to who we're going to be, and, you know, whether I, on my mother's birthday, I, I... Wish her a happy birthday, and she says, "Thank you, son. I love you." Or she says, "Life's a bitch." <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna choose positivity. You know, um, that's all we can do. So, I treated some wonderful human beings this morning, and I cared for them, and I did my very best. And I felt like we were really clicking and doing everything safely and um, sincerely. And so, I'm gonna hold my head high. I'm going to do it all again in just a couple hours. So I'll probably have some stories for you in the PM. I'm sure on my way home. All right, listen, love and respect. I will talk to you later.